feeling stuck in your career or like you're not realizing your potential? Coaching Chats is the podcast for you. Through informative interviews and practical advice, we will help you assess your skills and interests while providing actionable steps to overcome challenges. Become the best version of yourself with Coaching Chats. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Coaching Chats. I'm your host, Rukshana Aliva. Today, I'm joined by our very special guest, Sabrina Victoria. Let me tell you about her. Sabrina Victoria is an entrepreneur at heart. Her company, Human Better 365, is the catalyst behind her community, her nation. She focuses on building confidence finding your voice, and stepping into the real you. Sabrina works closely with solopreneurs who are striving to hit six-figure years in order to help them build out the structure they need to streamline their time and take their income to the next level. For over a decade, she has strived to give people the tools they need to rise and human better. She's a speaker, author, host of your talk show, founder of Sober Society, and has built and co-built multiple six- and seven-figure businesses in her lifetime. She now dedicates her time to helping others rise mentally, emotionally, financially, and physically in order to find real wealth in their lives. In this episode, we will discuss effective time management strategies to tackle procrastination, suitable for both solopreneurs and people working in nine to five jobs. So let's get into that. I'm very thrilled to have you on my podcast, Sabrina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I'm sure our audience will be very curious to know your background. Would you mind sharing with us? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what part, personal or business? Uh, Both, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, So for those that don't know, it's a fairly strict religion. I wound up getting pregnant at the age of 20 with no husband. And so because of that sin, I was cast out into the world and I led a stereotypical just single mom broke life of literally no money. I'm digging in my couch cushions for 25 cents to put gas in my car because I'm negative, you know, hundreds of dollars in my bank account, just striving to try to make it, you know, breakdowns every single day, car getting evicted, eviction notices on my apartment door. Not fun. Crying in the bathroom a lot. And soon after that, I wound up meeting a man about a year, year and a half in. And that man had money and he was also very abusive. Um, I stayed in the relationship because of my lack of money, because of my lack of self-esteem, because of my lack of worthiness. And it was mental, emotional, sexual and financial abuse for over a decade. Eight years into that relationship is when I figured out I was in an abusive relationship. I didn't know it until that point, which is hard for some people to understand if you've never endured that before. But for those listeners that have, you get it. And uh, right around that eight-year mark, I dove headfirst into personal development. 
started working on myself, working on my power. I opened up a secret bank account. I started three online secret businesses. And over the course of a few years, I collected $50,000 secretly. And one day I just ran away. I left our beautiful multi-million dollar house here in West Boca Raton. I left my brand new fully loaded bougie BMW. I left my Mac computer, my phone, everything. I left everything behind because none of it was mine. And I started all over again with a mattress on the floor. And when I say nothing was mine, I mean, nothing was mine, right? Like we could say it was mine, but everything was in his name. So he claimed it as his. And I started all over again with a mattress on the floor. I took my son or clothes on my bicycle. And I've been working for myself ever since. And everything I do now is fully dedicated to helping women's voices be heard. I work predominantly in the entrepreneurial world. I've been in sales my whole life. And I, I help women with their businesses. I help women get their, their voices out there and to step into their power and step into their authenticity, their leadership, and really help them mold, you know, the person that they want to be. Wow. What a powerful story, Sabrina. Thank you very much for sharing. But look what, where you are today, building businesses, empires, empowering women. It's, um, it's just fascinating how, you know, what you went through, where you are today. Yes. Even for me, sometimes, sometimes I sit back, I'm like, how, how am I here? How did I do this? Because at the time it seemed so impossible. And that's really what my story is. It's when you're sitting down and you're thinking that would be impossible. The story conveys the possibility of. Yes, absolutely. And I was watching a few, your, your, a few of your interviews on YouTube. And um, I, I heard the story before and I thought to myself that you, you went through so much, but at the same time, you, you know, you, you're smiling, you're very positive. You probably had a lot of healing time, I guess, you know, because it, it's, I, I just cannot imagine, you know, what you went through, what you've just described. And at the same time, you know, you always have smile on your face. You have that, um, you look very grounded, but at the same time, very, you know, happy and positive as well. Yeah. Yeah, I want people to know that they can, right? So many times, and we see this over and over, we all, right? Anyone, you and anyone listening here has a person or people in their life where they've gone through some stuff and they're still in the story. And I didn't, I was just curious, like, is there a way to not be in the story? I mean, I don't know. So I just kind of did an experiment. I'm like, let's just experiment. Like, can I actually heal? Can I actually get over this? Can I actually find myself? Can I actually, you know, step into a leadership role from this little itty bitty mouse in the corner crying, getting meant, you know, verbally abused every single day, told, you know, I was every name under the sun and just a pathetic human being. Could I go from that? to this. I don't know. So I kind of just started as an experiment of how cool would it be if I could? And what an inspirational story to those who are right here right now to know that it is possible. And that's what I'm really trying to do, right? Is to to have people understand that, yes, all of this and this 
that's what I'm really working towards is just continuing to go up, you know, reinventing myself, creating a new powerful identity. Is that possible? And I can sit here right now, which I'm not done yet. This is just the beginning. But I can sit here right now and I can say for certain, yes, it is possible. Absolutely. You are a living example, living example of that. So it's it's just possible. It's your mindset. I believe you as well, the desire to make the change, not to put up with your current situation and yeah, push through, power yeah. through the things. Yeah. Amazing story. Very powerful story, Sabrina. I know the, the main um, theme of this episode is procrastination mm-hmm. and time management. If we just move on uh, slightly onto that. In terms of procrastination, what do you think are the main reasons why people procrastinate? I mean, the main reason I think everybody knows this is fear, right? So we can use this in my story and we can use this in business. Uh, There's procrastination in all areas. It's not just work related. It's not just productivity as far as money and management and and you know work real career related aspects it's a, this is with health this is with relationships this is with you know prosperity finances career education this is with joy you know there are things that we want to be doing in our life that we continue to not do you know so to pull my story into it i knew i needed to leave and yet i failed to act I continue to procrastinate the action of leaving because of fear, because of overwhelm. There's just so much, it's so heavy. And also indecisiveness. You know, like, what am I going to do? What is that going to look like? How do I do it? And we find this in work also, you know, pivoting, taking the next step, asking for a raise, looking for a new job because the job you're in right now sucks. Right. And a lot of it is just, what if I fail? A lot of it is, what if I do get the job and then I don't know how to do the job? That's fear of success. Perfectionism is another one. They wanted to do everything. Everything has to be perfect before. You hear this a lot with having babies. You hear this a lot with getting engaged. Like they want everything in their life to be absolutely perfect before they make the decision. But the issue is, is that we're in life. And life is literally never perfect. I mean, there will be a day or two or a week of possible calmness possible. But even at that, there's still the other things, right? Oh, I should be working out or I should be doing this or I should be doing that. So there's all this extraness, even when it's calm, that keeps us from moving forward. And then, you know, like I said, overwhelm and indecisiveness, you know, these are things that keep us ultimately from getting the life, getting the money, getting the relationships that we all want and we all deserve. There's actually 20. I don't know if you know that. There's 20 ways that humans procrastinate. From um, 20, uh, like I call them, I call them tactics. Tactics. Oh, can you tell me more about that? <laughs> <laughs> There's 20 procrastination tactics. That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And what's what is what is very I'm going to say interesting about the whole thing is 
a lot of times they're the simplest things, right? It's the simplest reasons why we're deciding to not do something. It could just be, you know, laziness. It could be that it's too hard. You know, you think of directions to put something together. You open up the door. This is what life is. Like we open a direction, you're like, but it's all new things. You know, anything new that you're getting into. I'm sure you starting this podcast. You probably thought of it for a while before you did it. Most people don't just think podcast and then do it. There's this like thing of like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I had to, had to think about strategy, um, you know, niche and all these things, um, what my podcast will be about. So it's, yeah, so it was a lot of planning, I would say. It's not just, yeah, uh, on the spur of the moment, yeah, I'm, I want to do podcasting tomorrow. Um, I'm, I'm catching up, you know, I'm interviewing people. So it was a lot of like thinking involved. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, having said that, I did procrastinate a lot. I, I should have studied it earlier, but I had my limiting beliefs. I thought I'm not good enough. Uh, who am I? Who, you know, I'm not a celebrity. You know, I haven't achieved any status in this world, you know. Um, so you see, that was just in my mind as well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a difference, obviously, between procrastination and then like doing your due diligence. You know, like you also don't want to just be jumping in the deep end, have no idea what to do, start making announcements, and it's just a total crapshoot. You know, you want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence, but there's like a balance between taking action, doing, and then five years go by before you take action. Yes, absolutely. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I know many people these days do uh, struggle with procrastination, obviously time management. And I think, I mean, technology plays a huge role in that with all the discre- dis- distractions we face every day, uh, you know, phones and everything. I actually recently decided to disable all my notifications except LinkedIn. I love the notifications on. It's just I, didn't, I don't want any distractions because if I need to do my work and I get pinned all the time, you know, this notification, someone commented, someone said that, I, you know, I just take my phone and I had to react to, I'm not, I don't know whether it's the correct word, react, but, you know, I have to respond to someone. So I just had, I just disable them. So it's like, and put this away. So, and get yeah, that, I think that phone, situation did made me procrastinate on my things. I don't know what's you on that on is that something I say all of my notifications are off. Oh good. <laughs> yeah. All of them are off. And the other thing that I do also is mm-hmm. social media gives you a lot of notifications that aren't necessary to even look at. So I look at the color coding. So like for Facebook for instance, green. So when I go through my notifications, I only look at the green ones that are highlighted because the green are comments. I don't look at the reds, hearts, or loves. I don't look at the blues. Those are just reactions. So to click on every single one of those is incredibly time-consuming. To click and look like, oh, they like this picture. Click and look, oh, they like this picture. So I just scroll through my notifications and I only click on the green. Those are the comments and I comment on the comments. So that also saves a lot of time. But yeah, I have all my notifications turned off also. Same, I have to physically go into any app to see what's going on. 
Yeah, no, it, it does. I think it does help and yeah, definitely helps with productivity. <laughs> I, I noticed I got, I definitely got more productive yeah. uh, since I turned them off. Otherwise I constantly have to be on and have to take, you know, have to have only phone in my, in, in my hands and just see what was going on. Yes. And it's interesting you, you, um, you mentioned the, you know, um, in terms of what the reasons why people procrastinate, you mentioned the fear of, um, did you say fear of failure, uh, fear of, un of uncertainty? So it's more like a, like a psychological barriers, I suppose. Do you, um, I don't know, do you know how can people overcome this over such psychological barriers? Like the fear of failure? Failure, yes. Uh, I mean, for me, you really have to be aware of realizing that if you never take risks, right, if you never do anything scary, if you never step outside of your bounds, I mean, the probability of you achieving anything great, the probability of you really getting any of your goals accomplished or you reaching your full potential, I mean, it's really not a thing because everything just outside of our comfort zone is where the scary things are. But our comfort zone is keeping us stuck where we are. So anytime you're taking a step outside of just the mundane day to day, and you're actually doing something other than the norm, right? You're moving towards some bigger thing, not procrastinating. That's scary. That's risky. You know, there's fear of all kinds of, there's all kinds of things. Uh, other people's judgments, your own judgment, your mother's judgment, what your husband's going to think. But until we start taking steps outside of that comfort zone, I mean, the probability of you creating anything in your life that's good is very small. And the glitch here is this. You're in a, we're all in a circle. We're all in a comfort zone. This is what happens, right? And then I step out. Like you, for instance, you created a podcast. You step out, you created a podcast. Now your circle got bigger. It's still a circle though. So you still once you get comfortable with this, have to step out again into the fear, into the productivity, not the procrastination, and you have to then create a bigger circle. It's a continuous thing. It's ever-evolving. But until you ever-evolve, you're just stuck, right? So like, if you kept taking a step forward, you can end up on TV somewhere. You could end up on a stage with 10,000 people. But what happens is we take little tiny steps. We hit a goal. We get a podcast and we're like, okay, that's good. Most people have a podcast. So like, good on me. But then we still stay stuck, right? So it's continuously pushing yourself a step up or a step out, however you want to visualize it, into something scary. you got to take courageous acts. And what happens is when you start to take courageous acts, then your confidence goes up. And when your confidence goes up, then your ability to feel comfortable taking another step up and out is faster. And that's what you're really trying to do is you're really trying to create enough confidence in yourself to be able to quickly make decisions, be decisive quickly, 
And then all of a sudden, that's the snowball effect that people talk about. They talk about having luck, right? It's not luck. It's you worked really, really hard. You kept taking steps, keep taking steps. Your circle kept getting bigger, kept getting bigger, kept getting bigger. That's not luck. Girl, that's the snowball effect. That's what happens when you're reaching so many people. You're talking to so many people. You're doing so many things that your circle is now encompassing this huge thing that looks like success, but really it was just hard work. It was really the confidence and courage to continue to evolve and to make yourself, you know, expand. Yeah, this is so true. Yes. And doing this podcast uh, was way out of my comfort zone, but <laughs> I, did, I did push myself really hard. Um, Good job. And there will be a point. How many podcasts have you done? Oh, gosh, I think this is 15th episode. I need to double check that. 16. Yeah, I started recently. I started recently. One, five, 15? Yeah, yeah, one, okay. five. So there will be a point yeah. around 100 where you got this, where there's no prep. You literally can get ready in 10 minutes. You get online. Like, I bet right now there's all this prep work in the back. You're, like, making sure everything's perfect. The background, lighting, the light. You sit down. You're probably sitting down right now 10 to 15 minutes early right? I now sit down. It's my podcast. And I sit down one minute before we're about ready to go because I'm just so I've done 600 interviews, right? It's no big deal. But what happens is you'll start to feel that. That's when you know it's time. When you start to feel comfortable in your new circle, you got to move. You got to move bigger, you got to get uncomfortable again. You have to do that for yourself and your community and your brand. Yeah, thank you. That's that's very helpful to know. Yeah, maybe I have actually done more. Gosh, I've, I've lost I've lost the count of how many episodes I've done, but I'll double check. Maybe it's actually about 20s now. Yeah, because I do solo episodes as well. And you know, I repurpose my YouTube channel, content from my YouTube channel into audio. So it goes both ways. But yeah, no, that's, that's very... Um, so insightful you shared, you know, about that procrastination and, you know, pushing yourself and uh, doing more and more. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing more episodes as well. <laughs> fun and but but it's, it's just fascinating how many episodes have you done. And, you know, you, you obviously you, you are a pro, a pro in that. And uh, yeah, I was actually also, I think we have already touched upon that. And I was wondering if you have any strategies or techniques you have uh, personally found to work for overcoming procrastination? Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things is mindset. I tell everybody that procrastination doesn't really exist. There's all this heaviness and all this shame that I think most humans carry as far as like, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. But if we can really get into the mindset of it doesn't really exist because it's always there, right? So like you and I right now are being productive, right? Like I'm talking about me and my brand. You're hosting a podcast. Like anybody looking at us right now would be like, ooh, they're being productive. But you and I are both procrastinating. We could be cleaning something. We could be working out. We could be cooking. We could be calling our mother we could be working on our friendships, our relationships. There's a gazillion other things that we could be cleaning our bathroom that need to be getting done right now that we, while we're being productive, are, all, are not doing. 
So to have all this pressure all the time of like all the things is so heavy, even while you're being productive, that it doesn't even make any sense to ever think about it. Like it's just part of being alive is there are things that you aren't getting done. The definition of procrastination is just something that you're not doing, that you should be doing. I mean, there's 17 other things that I should be doing right now. But then even while I was doing those things, there's still other things, right? So it's just a constant. So once you start to think of it that way, where you're like, oh, no shit. It's impossible. It's impossible to even cure. Then you can start really honing in on what is important. You know, so being mindful of your time being mindful of your focus, being mindful of your energy. So at any given time during the day, where are you having peaks of energy and what are you focusing on? So for you, where is your energy peak? Where do you peak in energy? In the afternoon and evening, I would say. In the afternoon and the evening. So what is that, like a two o'clock and a 10 o'clock or something? Yeah, I would say maybe uh, maybe one p yeah from one p.m. and onwards. I'm a bit more alert. Um, I have more energy. I'm a bit yeah more yeah more alert. That's the word probably. Awesome. So a lot of times, what happens is we get caught up in like other people's stories. So there's books all over the place that would say, you know, Sabrina. In the morning, you're supposed to do this. And then in the afternoon, you're supposed to do this. And then in the evening, you're supposed to do this. And then at night, you're supposed to do this. And we fall into this thought process of, oh my gosh, in order to make six figures or in order to be a seven-figure business owner, then I must blah, 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 blah throughout my day. But the issue is you don't have any energy at nine in the morning. That's not where you're peaking. So what I do is I call this zombie tasks versus productive tasks. So during your lull, which for you sounds like it's morning till around noonish, one o'clock, that's a lull. That's when you should be working out. That's when you should be doing laundry. That's when you should be cleaning house. That's when you should be calling your mother. That's when you should be, you know, making graphics for your for your business. Monday things that do not take any mental cognitiveness at all. Like just you could totally zone out and sweep the floor, right? You don't need to be thinking very much. Then during your peak times is when you need to be sitting down and actually being productive on projects, on programs that you're creating, on, you know, writing down plans for the whole week or for the whole month, you know, sitting down and writing blogs, sitting down and writing posts. But what happens is people have it flipped. So individuals who have more energy in the afternoon are trying to sit down at nine in the morning with six cups of coffee and they're trying to write blog posts and they're exhausted. So then by the time they hit their peak, they're just done. They're like, oh, this is so hard. This is so difficult. Then they take a freaking hiatus in the middle of their day one to three that's actually their peak time but they're just so exhausted from exerting themselves during their downtime so it's all flipped so you have to figure out when's your energy peaks 
do hard things during the energy peaks. And then when you're in a low, that's when you should be on social media. That's when you should be streaming, you know, zoning out on TikTok. That's when you should be doing things that aren't so heavy on our mind. It's not a scientific thing where you follow somebody else's lead in a book. It's what is your specific zone of energy. Oh, wow. This is, uh, I, I love that. It's like a framework. You, is it your framework you normally uh, teach? Uh, yeah, it's oh, yeah. a framework, but it's your framework. Yeah, it's your life. So like, girl, if you're not ready to work until noon, then don't freaking work until noon. Like, do everything else. Yeah. You know, it's just we're forcing ourselves to start working at nine o'clock. We're not even freaking ready at nine o'clock. You know, then we're doing laundry when we got a ton of energy. We're running around the house doing everything super fast and 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 ridiculous style. You know, it's all backwards. We're exhausted when we're trying to use our mental. And then we got all this energy when we're doing things that we don't even need any mental capacity for. You know, so you got to switch that up. So for me, I'm morning. Mm-hmm. And I wake up in the morning. I wake up at six o'clock in the morning. I'm ready to go. I sit down and I'm just like, I'm ready. I'm on, on fire. I've been dreaming about it all night. I'm so excited. But then right around one, I'm like over it. I'm like, no gracias right so i have my lull between like one and four right i do my zombie things i stretch i get up i've worked really hard for a few hours i get up i stretch i eat lunch i do some laundry i call a couple people i i scroll on tiktok without any guilt then four o'clock ready to work again you know and then i go until I have dinner, obviously, with my family at some point, but sometimes. And then I'll work until, you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. It's so cool. It's it's so, you know, great to be aware of yourself. If someone actually takes the time to sit down and having that space to think about yourself, whereas you said you're a zombie, you know, how, how do you feel, you know, generally where you, when, when you are more energized and active in the morning, during the day, and then just try to plan and work around that rather than as you said some people just push themselves unnecessarily and then they end up being even unproductive and then it it makes them frustrated because they haven't done things they they needed to do right yeah exactly and then they're like this isn't working i'm not good at this you're really good at it you're just doing it at the wrong time yeah that's so true yeah i like that zombie activities that i i I like the name (laughs) and it's yeah it's very applicable to that yeah totally you can turn on some tv you can like i do that you know like i'll be like okay now is my downtime and there's no guilt in that because i know that i worked really hard during my work time like i do that i turn my notifications off and i freaking work i have my list of four things that i'm doing and i start getting done through those four things then i get some time to relax and eat you know do, do you practice a deep work? Do you have that? Do you, do you do practice when you just, you know, turn everything off and try to focus on, on your, you know, on your tasks or you have to do, do, I know a lot of people do that and they say it just works wonderfully, you know, it works well. And do you, do you do that in the morning? You when like you say, no distractions? Yeah. No distractions. Yeah. You know, no phones. That's all I do. It's all I do. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. It takes four hours and then you know, break, pee break, grab some water, whatever it is, 
get back to work. Then I have my lull of two to three hours, whatever that is. And then, yeah, 100%. No, no TV, no music, no nothing. Just work. Just work. You get so much done. The, I'm very much like when I'm when I'm in it, I'm in it, right? I'm like that with my family too. Like when I'm with my family, I'm with my family. When I am working out, I'm working out. When I am working, I'm working. When I am watching TikTok, I'm watching TikTok. It's so funny because actually just yesterday, I was in the kitchen eating two tacos. I was on TikTok. My fiance from the other room called me. I didn't answer. I ignored it. He comes out like 10 minutes later. He's like, I just called you 10 minutes ago. You ignored my call. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching TikTok. <laughs> that was my downtime. It's like, I don't have time. That's that's a distraction. Like right now I am relaxing. I'm eating my tacos and I am watching TikTok. The, this is how we end up burning out, right? Because we're, we're supposed to be doing one thing and then we have people pulling us and things and notifications and social media and fiancés and kids pulling us in a thousand different directions. And then we wonder why we want to pull our hair out. You have to create boundaries. Yeah, that's so important too. Yeah. Set boundaries around people. Uh, you know, things you need to do, everything. Yeah, yeah. it does help. Yeah, <laughs> it helps tremendously for your mindset, for your mental health. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We're all humans and we have the right to focus on whatever we're deciding to focus on at that time. We do not have to attend to all the things and all of the people. We can focus on our downtime, on our work time, on our health time, and that's okay. But the difference is that when you're with your friends or your family or your lover, you're with them, right? Because it can't be both. It can't be, I'm going to ignore you when I'm on TikTok doing my TikTok time, but then also when I'm with you, I'm going to be on TikTok. Like, I don't do that, right? So my phone is away and down when I'm with my family. Yeah, that's that's great. That's amazing. And um, I was wondering, what's your view on multitasking? How, how, yeah, what's your, what are your thoughts? <laughs> multitasking, I believe, is a myth. I play a game with all of my clients, and the game is to write out the word, I am a multitasker, and then also write out one through 25. So I time it, puts the timer. They write, I am a multitasker. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 25. Stop. I tell them the time. They write it down. Then I say, okay, you're going to do the same thing. The difference is you're going to do letter, number, letter, number, letter, number, letter, number. All the way through. Do this. looks identical as the first exercise. And it takes them three times longer. And there's almost always two mistakes and that is with a cheat sheet right above you can see exactly what you're supposed to be doing right above so if you're like stop you just look but that is how much time we're wasting all day long by going from phone to computer to fiance bothering you to tacos to laundry to podcasts to we're going at that. This is why staying focused on the one thing. You do that one thing 
you get it all done then you move to the next yeah no it's it's um i think it's so accurate i think when we when we do things simultaneously we we are prone to make mistakes even you know that email i sent to you <laughs> earlier today whilst i was typing i actually was talking to my husband and that's why that mistake happened <laughs> there you go i was like yeah. i was like typing yeah and whilst i was talking to him and it's just a yeah. for our audience who doesn't who doesn't know I, I sent Sabrina an email earlier today and I made a mistake, which I corrected myself, but I was multitasking. Yeah. Because I wasn't and, focused, you know. Yeah. And this was a huge thing for me because for my whole life, basically, up until five years ago or so, I considered myself and called myself a multitasking queen. Like I prided myself on the fact that I could do so many things at once. You're actually not doing so many things at once. What you're doing is called task switching. Mm. So you're just working on one thing, then you're switching and you're moving to another thing. And then you're, you're not actually an octopus. You're not actually like washing dishes and typing an email at the same time, right? What you're doing is you're washing dishes, drying your hands, writing an email, talking to your husband, right? Your brain can't actually talk to your husband and write an email at the same time. That's like not a thing. So what it did is it turned off. Clearly, you talked to your husband, then you kept going. You actually switched in there without necessarily realizing it, turned on and turned off. That's where the mistake came from. And then, you know, continued on with your day. And that's with with the the uh, the I was going to say the project It's not a project, but the little thing that I do with my clients that's what that's showing you is you're not flowing through beautifully. You're literally switching back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Your brain is going to go from letter to number, letter to number, letter to number. And even that, which seems so simple, it cannot do. No, it's it's, it's hard. I think also you mentally, you get tired as well. Yes. Because yes. your brain, you know, all over the place, basically. Oh, yeah. Like um, I've, I have finished this email or oh, I need to, you know, switch to that one quickly, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Brain as well. Yeah. Gets tired. So one of the things I do is I always have a new yep. pad by me. <laughs> and whenever anything pops into my head as far as something that I need to do, because a lot of times we're doing stuff and while we're doing things, we're thinking of something else. We're like, oh, it reminds us. Like, oh, I need to do that. So instead of what a lot of people do where they stop doing what they're doing, and then they real fast do that other thing. And then they forgot what they were going to do. And I just write it down. So just all day long, I'm just writing down just little tiny itty bitty notes all over the place as reminders to go back to after I'm done doing the thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. After you have completed like the yes. yeah, And then you start the new one. Yeah. You know, that's, that's very smart <laughs> and very, yeah. I think any even probably any neuroscientist will tell you probably that. I'm just, I, I am interested in how our brain works. That's why it's, uh, I'm sure even science will say the same. We'll say the same thing. And uh, Sabrina, I know there will be people who, who will be watching us who work in nine to five uh, jobs. Can you uh, give maybe some effective time management techniques that they can easily incorporate into their daily routines? Learning to say no to things. Mm -hmm. That's the, one of the biggest ones that I had to learn because I always wanted to do yes to everybody. I want everyone to like me. So you have to learn to say no. You have to learn to say later. 
That's okay. You can do that. Um, to, uh, I don't know. I've never held a leadership role, so nobody has ever reported into me. I used to work in the financial services, but I thought if I was in that position, probably I would delegate or if I had a team and I was just snowed under in my task, maybe I would delegate more because I would that I was that type of person. I was a yes person. That's mm-hmm. why I was always stressed because I always, how to say, I had a fear what other people will think of me. Like if I say no to someone or what they will think of me, you know, I'm, you know I don't want to help them. I'm not a team player, but I actually did myself a disservice by doing that. Well, I'm just reflecting back on my past career. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, that's perfect. Delegation is a great, a yeah. great um, thing to do. Another one is just realizing that perfection isn't a thing. Mm. So a lot of times people put things off because they don't have time to for it to be perfect or they don't know how to make it perfect. So then they don't do it at all versus just starting it, getting moving on it, and then figuring out what you need, right? Contacting the right people, making the correct calls, whatever it is. I think a lot of times that's a, a big thing. It's just like, oh, I don't have the time to do all of it today. Therefore, I won't do any of it. Versus just realizing you can do bite-sized tasks here and there of things. Um, I was just having this conversation with somebody today that I started rebranding. And there's all this pressure to, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to wait before so I can do all of it just at the same time. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, if I wait, like, when is a good time? Like, I've got so much stuff lined up all the way through till the new year. It's like not even a thing. So then I realized, like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to all match all at once. So I've just told myself that I'm going to work on it for at least 30 minutes, Monday through Friday, until it's done. No big deal. You know, change little bits and pieces up here and there. And then within two to three months, it'll be completely revamped and it'll look beautiful versus, you know, starting two or three months from now and supposedly, which probably not even then, getting it done quicker because having more time, which that's not even real. I would probably have just done it the same way, but just extended it, you know, so then it's six months till it's done versus three. Yeah, that was very realistic. Yeah, what's that saying? Progress over, um, in, um, progress of when you know it's perfection. Perfection, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think it's so important yeah. to practice that because otherwise you'll never get started. <laughs> you won't progress. Uh, yeah, so if I was all with my panties in a bunch over how perfect my branding looks right now, like I'm not a multi million dollar company, you know, I'm not Google. Where Google, you know, wants to make sure that it's all the branding goes up all at once and just overnight, you know, I'm not that, you know, we have to be realistic in where we are in our world. It's okay. It's okay that it takes a while for you to lose weight, you know, but if you don't start now, you're never going to get to the ideal weight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's very, uh. Yeah, it's very accurate. It's better you to do, you know, to do these baby steps yeah. each day. Yeah. And it will have that, it has that compounding effect, isn't it? Yeah. Like when you. Yeah. 
Everybody has 30 minutes a day. I don't care who you are. Elon Musk has 30 minutes a day. Yeah, everyone. It's like when people tell me I don't have time, I think everyone can make time for what is important to them, right? Yeah. Just no excuses. <laughs> yeah, and also I was wondering, Sabrina, what uh, tips would you offer to someone uh, looking to improve their time management skills and overcome? Well, I think we, we already discussed that, but yeah, maybe just two tips on how to improve time management skills. Yeah. Baby steps. Mm-hmm. And realizing that you don't need other people's approval. Mm-hmm. Right. So you might feel this overwhelming pressure to be like, everybody else starts their job from nine to five. Therefore, I also have to start my job from nine to five. But like, you don't have to do that. You can get another job. You can switch things up. You can start your day when you can start your day whenever you want. As an entrepreneur, you can start your day whenever you want to. You can end it whenever you want to. Uh, if you're working for corporate, you can get something that's more flexible. That's a real thing, you know? Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, and one thing I was curious to ask you, Sabrina, I think it should for answering this question. One thing that was well was on my mind. What's uh, do you have any morning a morning routine? Do you well you said you're working, so you, probably it's not your um like zone of genius, what you call it, uh, where you super productive. I guess you yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, there's, you know, there's all those things going to the million dollar morning. I think there's even a billion dollar morning right now. This is the thing. This is my viewpoint. I'm not saying that this is true. There might be people out there right now that are doing a million dollar morning. They were head zero in their account and now all of a sudden they have a million. I don't freaking know. But this is the way I view it. Those people wrote that book after they made money. Mm -hmm. If you are just starting out in your business, if you have, they say that like 90% of Americans, are you in America? I'm in the UK. 90% of Americans have less than $1,000 in their bank account, right? If you're one of those people, You need to be concentrating on making money. You need to be concentrating on building a side hustle of some point. You should not be meditating for an hour, journaling for 30 minutes, and doing yoga for an hour. Whatever it is. I'm making that up. I don't even know what the the morning routine is. You should be taking those two and a half hours diving deep into the internet and figuring out a side hustle to make some extra money so that you can have 10 to 50 grand in your bank account versus a thousand dollars in your bank account or $2 in your bank account. I was talking to somebody yesterday who said they had $39 to their name. This is normal though. This is normal. So it depends where you're at, right? If you're already at a million and you want to know how to have a multi-million dollar morning, then sure, you can take your time and you can do whatever you want in the morning. Uh, But I think a lot of it just kind of depends on where you're at. For me, I'm not living the bougie lifestyle yet. So my morning routine is get up and go to work. I have a duty to myself. I have a duty to my community. I have a duty to the vision that I have for myself and what I want for myself, for my family, for my community. 
Therefore, I wake up and I do. I wake up and I do things that are going to create income for myself and that are going to help build and expand the community to the level at which I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, that takes time. That takes effort. Yeah, I could imagine, obviously, because yeah, you you yeah yeah you 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 have to do things, you know, because with this morning routine, it takes sometimes like two hours out of your day, um, doing all these things that people normally do. But as you said, these people are already very well established, and they probably have a team of people who who work for them, you know. Yeah. Whereas when you are a solopreneur, where you do everything yourself, well, most of us, it's just it's not feasible it's not sustainable uh, obviously it's important to take care of our health but you know following that routine yeah it's just sometimes it's very i'm telling you right now it is so much easier to wake up in the morning be in a good mood and work on your house when you have money in your account it just is it's easier it's lighter because this is the thing, if you're, I lived in laugh the majority of my life up to this point. I'm 41 years old. But the majority of my life, I was living in complete lack of money, finances, just stressed to all get out. And it's very hard to concentrate on like the good in life when you're in that, you try to. But if you were just to dedicate and just say, hey, listen, I'm just going to grind for like two years. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to make money. I'm going to save money. I'm going to make money. I'm going to save money. I'm going to make money. I'm going to save money. And you just say, I'm just going to dedicate just two years to just my dream and my focus and my bank account. Then it makes it just so much easier versus, you know, this like, barely being able to get by for the whole rest of your life it's just people don't feel people don't want to step outside their comfort zone you know yeah that's it's oh yes thank you for sharing that that's so true i i completely agree with everything you said because i i myself tried to practice this morning routine when i um when i realized how much time I don't call it wasted, but you know, when I sit down, when after I finish with all my morning routines, I just like, I have no mental capacity. I feel like physically I've exercised and I have no energy. I feel like it has, you know, I have to eat. I have to, I have a lot of coffee. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow, for example. So I procrastinate, right? Yeah. So no, I'm, that's why I, I, I myself, I like to keep myself healthy and fit, but at the same time, I always, it's for me, it's that balance. I, I struggle to find that balance at the moment, but hopefully I'll find a one just not too, yeah, not too long without my morning routine. Yeah. For me, it was just, you know, I needed to have some money in my account before I felt comfortable, like mentally calm to be able to, you know, relax. A little bit and have my lull in between my day so it just depends on where you're at depends, i don't think anybody's the same um i still don't have any sort of routine with morning afternoon or evening i think that that comes with time but it all depends on who you talk to i talked to another woman Lori sats she lives and dies by meditation she thinks i am ridiculous for not meditating with how much i work she thinks it's the best thing 
since sliced bread. And I say, in the amount of time that you are meditating, I am making money. So we'll see who has more at the end. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. We'll see who is meditating 10 years from now. Yeah. That's... It's all a game. It's all a game. It's not even that serious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got to take care of yourself. You have to take care of your family and have your vision. Like, what is your vision? How long is it going to take? My vision is going to take a long ass time. I have a big vision. So I have to work. Other people don't have that big of a vision. Other people are like, I'm good with 50 grand. I'm good with 75 grand. Then you don't have to work as hard as me, you know? Yeah, you, you want something big out of you. Yeah, mind. girl. Yeah. yeah, my vision is enormous. I mean, we're building stages with tens of thousands of people. That's my goal for us women is to get tens of thousands of people in the seats for women like you and I to be on stage and teaching. That's going to take work. I have to meet a lot of people. I have to talk to a lot of people. I have to network with a lot of people. I got it. My circle, it's got to be really freaking big to get there. You know, but that's my dream. That's different than other people's dreams. You have to know where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. That's no so no foul to either one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so important to, to, to self-reflect on, you know, where you are, where, where you want to be. Um, otherwise, you know, some people just drift through life and, the, you know, when they reach certain um, stage of their life, like, oh, you know, where did the life, you know, go? Um, so it's really important. I mean, it obviously depends on the person, what's your uh, goals and ambitions. Some people just happy, as you said, where where they are, you know. Yeah. Some people want more. So yeah. I was just having a conversation with a client of mine as we wrap up here and you know, I was telling her, we all go through stuff. She's she's gone through some stuff. And I said, she wants to now relax. She's like excited about relaxing, barely making it. And I was like, girl, the reason you went through the horrendous story you went through was to train your body on doing hard things. You cannot relax. If you relax right here, you're going to be struggling for freaking years. Or you can take the sharp edge. All of this struggles that we have, what it's creating is a sharp edge and a knife so that you can start to cut through hard shit faster versus a dull, weak knife of like no boundaries, no self-worth, you know, dumb, whatever our limiting beliefs are. The more that you start slashing through hard things that are difficult conversations, difficult scenarios, coming up from the bottom, no money and making it, your edge gets sharper so that when stuff comes at you, you can just slice it up and move forward, slice it up and move forward. So we can't sit and lull in for too long in between challenge to challenge. We have to go find the challenges. We have to create new things that are happening so that we can slice those. And every time you slice, your knife gets sharper and sharper and sharper. So that's what I'm working on. I'm working on sharpening my knife. I have to keep showing up. I have to keep having conversations like this. I have to keep letting people know my name. I have to keep doing hard, scary things. I was just on a TEDx stage two weekends ago. It was super scary for me. And I freaking knocked it out of the park, standing ovation, 150 people. 
And that was all of the sharpening of my sword up until that point. That was scary. And that made my knife even sharper. So now my vision is just so much clearer than it's ever been because I'm sitting here and I'm like, I can do it. My ladies can do it. I know now know how to do it. Let's continue to move forward. That was given to me as a gift, that hard thing, that challenge of getting up on stage, all the camaraderie around TEDx, memorizing a pitch with no freaking notes, you know, delivering a 15 minute spiel with no ums, no awkward pauses, no freaking weirdness in order to get published and put up on TED. Like these are the things that are coming at us that we have to go at to sharpen our sword for the next. We have to continuously be looking for the next, 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 next. We shouldn't be hiding from it. We have to be confronting it head on. Don't procrastinate. You can't procrastinate. You can't be hovering in the corner feeling, go up, freaking take a step up. Take the challenge. Slice it up next. Slice it up next. And that's really how I've gotten where I've gotten so quickly, you know. Constantly pushing uh, yourself. Yeah, dude, and it's scary. It's not easy. People are like, you make it look easy. It's not freaking easy. I'm scared. I am literally scared almost every day. Honestly. But I'm just used to it. And I know that's what I have to do because my vision for myself is so big. To be on a stage with 40,000 people in the audience, that's scary. So if that's what I have planned for 10, 15 years from now, girl, I got to freaking, I got to work out in order to feel comfortable and not be stumbling all over my words 15 years from now. I got a lot of work to do. And I know that. Congratulations on your TED talk. It's, um, it sounds uh, absolutely amazing. I'll definitely find some links and for our audience as well too. Is it available now or will they... Yeah, they just contacted, I just did it two weekends ago. So the lady just called me today or yesterday and she said I needed to submit my titles and my description because they're working on editing it right now. Mm -hmm. So this way, once it's done, I need my stuff submitted so they can put it in the back end of SEO. So it'll probably be another couple of weeks. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> exciting times. Uh, on this um note i think we're going to conclude our wonderful conversation thank you so much sabrina for uh, being on my podcast and before we wrap up um i'm sure our listeners would like to find you where can they find you my main website is just my name sabrinavictoria.com super easy and you can see everything that i am about and that i do on that website excellent uh, any social media Oh, where you acted? I hang out predominantly on Facebook under mm -hmm. Sabrina Victoria. I have a profile and a page. And then Instagram, LinkedIn would be my second two. Perfect. I will put all the links in the show notes and in the description box of the on my YouTube channel. Thank you so much, uh, Sabrina, uh, for this um, insightful conversation. I've learned so much from you today. Beautiful. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Become the best version of yourself with Coaching Chats.